2nd, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us today here on Main Menu. Well, we have a lot of things lined up for you today. I think we've got something for just about everybody today. We're going to start out with a segment that I think a lot of us will be very interested in. It talks about advocacy and advocacy for descriptive video, and it gives us a bit of a review of what ACB has been doing in terms of advocacy and advocating for descriptive video with Netflix and a number of other organizations and tells us a little bit about what we can do to help out with that cause and how we can advocate and some of the people we may want to talk to and advocate with in terms of getting more descriptive video in our movies on TV and TV shows and so forth. And then Greg Stilson from Humanware joins us. If you haven't heard and you are a BrailleNote user, you'll be glad to know that the most recent update of Keysoft is now version 9.5, just released on Wednesday, May 20th this week. And we are going to be presenting Greg Stilson from Humanware, who is going to talk about one of the new features in the new release. It's a feature that will allow you to enter math fractions and math expressions into the Braille Note with UEB Braille. And it's a very neat process. I think you're going to find it to be really interesting and quite exciting and a great way to learn how to do this and be able to review the different symbols and so forth. And then David Woodbridge comes to us. And David did a demo back about a month and a half ago on using the Apple Watch app for iOS. And at the time, of course, the watch wasn't out. And so he was basically previewing what was going to be there. But now that the watch is out, he's going to give us a full overview and demonstration of all of the features in the iOS app for Apple Watch, and you'll be able to see exactly what you can do with the app and how it works with your watch once you have it paired up and working. And that I think you'll find very interesting if you're an Apple Watch user already or you're thinking about getting an Apple Watcher. Maybe you're right in there between. You've got it ordered, but you don't have it yet. Well, this is going to be a great review for you on how to get started and all of the different things you'll be able to do. Then you may remember that we have been airing some interviews that Jeff Bishop from ACB Radio has been doing at the AFB Leadership Conference back in March. And we had one more of those interviews that we wanted to bring you. And so Jeff will be interviewing the folks from HIMSS today and we'll be finding out about some of the newest products coming from HIMSS. And there are a number of new things that you'll want to hear about. And there's a new Braille display and, and a new Blaze that you'll want to know about and a second version of that and that's what's up here on main menu for this week we want to tell you you're going to want to keep in contact with us and be watching our announcements and check with us each week we plan on doing an apple watch special here before too long a main menu special on the apple watch and it will be all with David Woodbridge going through not only what he is going to do today, but a lot of other things. David has given us a complete 
list of tutorials, and we're going to try to put that all together for an Apple Watch special here before too long. We also will be sometime in June taking a fresh look at Windows 10 and what you can expect, because if you didn't know it, Microsoft has announced that they will be releasing Windows 10 in July. So we're getting real close, and we'll take a look at the latest preview that's out there and give you a good idea of what Windows 10 is going to look like. That's what's up for this week on Main Menu and some of the things coming in the future. We hope you have a great week if you're in the U.S. Have a great Memorial Weekend, and have a really nice time this spring, and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Talking, 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 advocacy, advocacy and government. Tag. For some, advocacy can appear to be like war, rather than war, which has very negative connotations and is so violent. Let's say football. There are two opposing sides working towards their own goal. Each team has multiple layers of offense and defense. The best teams work together with coordinated movements and make use of different strategies at any given time. Unlike football, in advocacy, there's often a middle ground where each side can benefit. Winners with no losers. For several years, members of the blind community have been encouraging Netflix to make audio description available both on their streaming platform and distributed DVDs. The argument seems pretty straightforward. Titles available through Netflix include a descriptive track on DVDs distributed from the movie studios. These same titles could be streamed with audio description. And then there's the application interface. Screen reader and magnification software users report experiencing difficulty, finding information, and things like play and rewind buttons. Couldn't these be created so those who are blind could use them? What seems very straightforward to the community seems to be wrapped in confusion. Like, who's responsible for description? Content creators or distributors? To learn a little more, I spoke with Joel Snyder. President of Audio Description Associates and director of the American Council of the Blind's Audio Description Project. The man who literally wrote the book on audio description. Generally, the content providers, be it a television production company or film production, they'll decide which shows they want described. With feature films, they will decide they want this described and send uh, the materials to the captioning company or the description company. With television... Since television is regulated by the FCC, the 
21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act mandated for the first time under President Obama's administration that some television should be described, must be described. And it comes out to about four hours per week for the top four terrestrial programmers, NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox, and then the top five cable producers. That regulation, the 21st Century Telecommunications Accessibility Act, doesn't apply to Netflix. In 2013, Robert Kingett began a blog called The Accessible Netflix Project. He wanted to publicize and archive his attempts to get Netflix to include audio description. He asked other interested parties to join his effort. Today, the Accessible Netflix Project has 11 members and refers to themselves as a grassroots organization, encouraging others to share their experiences with Netflix via blog posts, YouTube videos, and social media. Kingett made multiple attempts to begin a dialogue with Netflix. They kind of gave me the brush off. The blog contains a post dated August 2013. It's a response received from Netflix following an inquiry about including audio description. Quote, Thank you for being a Netflix fan and for being so passionate about making Netflix more accessible. At this point, we have no immediate plans to add audio description to our service. We continuously evaluate this and will let you know if there's a change. But don't expect it to come in the near future. End quote. Ouch. It's no wonder that Kingit and others found that hard to accept. Coming from... PR that tells me that, okay, they don't really care. Probably not good PR, but it's not necessarily an unwillingness to come to the table. I spoke to Kim Charlson, president of the American Council of the Blind. ACB is the National Blindness Advocacy Organization, who was also heavily involved in discussions with Netflix. ACB has been involved with advocacy work, especially in the area with Netflix, for A little over um, a year, and it started with um, our 2014 national convention that was held in Las Vegas. And as part of that convention, we had an audio description conference, an institute, where we trained interested individuals who wanted to learn how to write audio description and deliver audio description. Joel Snyder, our audio description project coordinator, was the instructor for that workshop, and we had four individuals from Netflix who signed up to learn more about audio description. And that was our first contact with individuals at Netflix um, to start our advocacy work with them about audio description. Since that time, we continue to stay in touch with the folks at Netflix. ACB, Netflix, and disability rights advocates civil rights advocacy firm in Berkeley, California, have been working towards a settlement agreement. We've been working on several fronts with respect to some of the technical issues and um, aspects of audio description. In 2013, Netflix became a producer of original content when they debuted their political drama House of Cards, another original production recently debuting Marvel's Daredevil. If you're not familiar with the character, Matt Murdock, as a nine-year-old boy, was blinded during a car accident. Chemicals penetrated his eyes and gave him super senses. He grows up to be a lawyer defending the innocent, and at night, He fights crime. Members of the blind community were hopeful that Netflix would at the very least include description with the release of Daredevil. I think it was the 10th or the 11th of April when Marvel Daredevil was released without any audio description. And there was a lot of folks who who were really upset by that because 
after all, here's, you know, kind of the, the blindness community superhero. And wouldn't this have been just a great opportunity to have description on Netflix? And it didn't happen. Needless to say, Daredevil has quite a few blind fans, and they were very much looking forward to the show. And initially, there was no word about whether they would provide audio descriptions for Daredevil. Response for the community was immediate. Social media was buzzing. But even major media establishments, including NPR, were reporting the story. Not soon after... There was an announcement made about the availability of audio description on Netflix, um, because we hadn't been anticipating that at all. It was um, a little bit of a surprise to ACB, as well as just about everybody else. The folks at Netflix are good folks. They've gotten a bit of a bad rap. Um, because they've been very deliberate and methodical about deciding uh, when and how to add description to their own productions. Keep in mind that, you know, Netflix, uh, what, they have a couple of shows that they produce, I guess, Daredevil being one of them. Um, but Netflix, you know, is really about sharing the work of other folks. And it's the, it's the responsibility of those other folks to put description on the DVDs that Netflix distributes. But for the shows that they produce, they, they went about it fairly methodically. Indeed, I had uh, three of their uh, staff uh, in one of my description training sessions. They wanted to learn about description. And um, and sure, when they, they first announced Daredevil, uh, there was some confusion there about whether it was going to be described or not, and it wasn't initially and, and such. But they've come out with the description now, and I think that's a, a real positive thing. I will add one thing. It's good for media and newspapers and magazines and such will we'll pick up on the fact that Daredevil has a blind protagonist, you know, the blind hero. And, oh, well, then that should be described. Well, keep in mind, folks really need to understand that everything needs to be described. People who are blind aren't, you know, sitting there watching Miracle Worker all day or only shows that that feature blind characters. Uh, that's silly. Well, it's wrong. It's even a, a condescending. The timing gave the impression that Netflix responded to the media pressure. Joel says the process to describe a series of hour-long episodes would be extremely difficult to achieve over a few days. I'm sure they were doing planning and working with folks on it in advance. It wasn't like, a, oh, we forgot to put in the description, let's hurry in and get it in there. So it appears Netflix was operating more like a game of chess, keeping their next move hidden. In fact, you didn't even know they were in the game, but that's probably more of a business strategy. Don't publicize until you're ready to go live with the product. Manage expectations. Regardless of the strategy, the community's response and outlook is positive. Like Robert Kingett. I am like OMG excited to the point of the jubilant. I am extremely happy that Netflix has decided to, to set an example of media accessibility. I asked ACB's Kim Charlson if she considers this a success for the organization. I would definitely label this as an ACB success, and I think you're going to continue to hear and, you know, more things coming from Netflix, but they, they've been really good to work with and are very positive. ACB continues to work on the implementation of the 21st Century Telecommunications Accessibility Act. Right now, it only applies to the top 25 markets in cities like New York. In July, it will expand to include the top 60 markets. But ACB is working on another essential part of the equation, which will allow people who are blind to independently access information via television. The most difficult part of the equation is setting up your television so that you can access 
the audio description. And if you're fortunate to have Comcast and the X1 box and voice guidance from Comcast, you can do all that's required independently with the talking voice guidance system. If you don't have that, and there's a lot of people that that don't around the country, then it, it becomes an exercise in getting somebody to, to help you, you know, turn the settings on. And for the most part, you can leave audio description set and it really won't be too bad of a problem. Kim says the advocacy that the American Council of the Blind has done with Major League Baseball is a prime example of two organizations successfully working together. Several years ago, ACB worked with Major League Baseball to to get at bat and the website for Major League Baseball, MLB.com, um, and all of the subsidiary team websites to be accessible. MLB has been really good about continuing to keep access as a part of you know what they're doing, and at bat has has demonstrated that. So is this a win? Let's return to my football analogy. The blind community and Netflix scored a goal. However, there's still all the other content on Netflix to be described. There are other distributors like Hulu, Amazon.com, HBO, who are not currently offering description. Advocates should celebrate successes, but there's more work to be done. The game isn't over. I think it makes sense to bother the heck out of the television broadcasters, HBO, Netflix, all of the cable broadcasters, and let them know we want description. We're paying the cable fees or whatever, just like everybody else. Um, but we can't use the programming because we can't access it fully. It's critical to have the voices of folks who are the consumers, and they need to be even louder. It's also important to let Netflix and others know you're using the service. Let them know how it impacts your life. Show your appreciation. Congratulations to everyone involved in the process. There are multiple ways to advocate. Choose the one that fits your personal circumstances and abilities. It all adds up as long as you're doing something positive. I'm Thomas Reed. Thanks for listening, and thanks for talking, 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 advocacy and government. Tag. Snapshot video. My name is Greg Stilson, and I'm HumanWare's product manager of Braille and GPS products. If you're not familiar with the Keysoft 9.5 video series, it's something we started in Keysoft 9.3, uh, right before we released 9.3, just to introduce you to short videos regarding the new features that are coming in the, the new version, and how these uh, features will impact your daily usage with the Braille Node Apex. So as much of the world is now shifting over, or has shifted over, to the unified English Braille code, uh, something that has always been lacking in electronic braille has been access to math content, uh, being able to input math and have it uh, output in a readable format for a sighted uh, teacher or a colleague. And we really bridged this gap in Keysoft 9.4 as the Braille Note Apex was the first device to ever allow a student to be able to type in perfect Nemeth Braille and have the text-to-speech voice read it correctly and have it print out in a format that the sighted teachers would be able to actually read it. And this was really revolutionary. It was something that uh, has never been done in an electronic Braille product before. And the response was overwhelming by teachers and students that this was something that was extremely valuable. Well, as the rest of the world starts to ship o shift over to unified English Braille, uh, this was a need that hadn't been fulfilled yet. And we're happy to say that in Keysoft 9.5, math Braille uh, is supported when using Unified English Braille. So how does it work? Um, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to walk you through writing a an equation or a, a, a 
numeric formula or whatever uh, using Unified English Braille. And UEB is not my forte, and so I'm going to show you a great feature of Keysoft 9.5 called the Symbol Selector that was introduced with Nemeth Braille as well that will allow you to really learn Unified English Braille in general along with Unified English Braille math much, much easier. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into the word processor by pressing W. I'm at the main menu. Main menu. And I'm going to hit W for word processor. Word menu. And we're going to go ahead and open a document. Open a document. So I press spacebar until I find open a document. I press enter. Folder and I'm going to spacebar until I find my general folder. List of general. There's my general folder and I'll press enter. Document to open. Press enter for UEB3. Okay, and this is my UEB document. If I press enter, you'll hear UEB is required. UEB is required. And it's a you know, blank document. I have to use UEB at this point because it was originally created in UEB. And I can just type in my name. Okay. So I wrote my name at the at the top of the assignment. Now I I know very little. UEB in general. I'm, I'm, I learned uh, grade one, grade two Braille, and I, I hadn't really learned UEB uh, very well myself. I'm in the process of learning it right now. But I learned that the Apex now has a symbol selector, in, and it has actually had a symbol selector for UEB for quite some time. Um, however, that symbol selector didn't really include a whole lot of math content. Now, we're happy to say that with Keysoft 9.5, that math content is uh, usable via the symbol selector as well. So I know that, for example, I can type in the, the traditional number. I can type in number sign, number sign seven. and seven, and it'll show up. Um, at that stage, I just deleted it. But for more advanced things, like for fractions, for example, if I'm going to write an equation, let's say I'm going to write the equation 1 over 2x plus 3y minus 4 equals 34. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know the fraction symbols in UEB. However, Keysoft does. So in this case, I can go into the Keysoft symbol selector by pressing backspace and 3-5. And you hear UEB symbol table list. Basically what this means is that there's a list of categories of items that you can find of symbols that are grouped together in categories. And I can just use first letter navigation to find them. So for example, if I want to go through, I'll just press spacebar. Letters and numbers. So there's my letters and numbers, and there's so many categories in this in this list that give you the opportunity to learn not only UEB math but UEB in general. I'll go through some of the categories by just pressing spacebar. Accents. So there's the accents. Punctuation symbols. Other symbols. Type forms. Symbols for the transcriber. Miscellaneous indicator symbols. Numbers. Coinage and measurement symbols. Operation and comparison signs. Okay, so there's a ton of different symbols that you can learn just by going into the category and selecting them. So in this case, I'm going to start a, a math passage by pressing dots 5, 6 to start a passage. That's one thing I do know. And now once I've started a math passage, I'm going to go back into that symbol selector and see if I can figure out how to open a fraction. So I'll do backspace 3, 5 again. And I'll hit F for fractions. Fractions, roots, superscripts, and subscripts. So fractions, roots, superscripts, and subscripts. That sounds like where the open fraction indicator would be, so I'm going to press enter. List of fractions. Roots, and I'll press spacebar. Simple numeric fraction line dots three four. Okay, that's a fraction line. That's not what I want. General fraction line dots four. That's the general fraction line. I will need that in a second. And what's very nice is that it tells you the dot combination that's required. I can both see it and I can hear dots uh dots four six dots three four. So now I'm going to press space again. 
general fraction open indicator dots one two three five six dots one two three five six general fraction open indicator if I press enter it inserts it right into the document now you may not be able to see it yet because the thing with UEB is that the same symbols can mean different things in different contexts so you'll notice that things don't get translated until the user presses the spacebar. So I've inserted in my document, I see it in Braille, the open fraction indicator. Now I'll do number sign one. Open fraction. And you hear it speak, open fraction, number sign one. one. Now I need to create that general fraction line. Now I remember from the symbol list, it was dots four, six, dots three, four. I just learned that just by going through the symbol list. But if I don't remember it, I can go back to the symbol list by pressing dots three, four. I apologize. Backspace and 3-5, and I'll press F for fractions. Fraction. List of and I gotta find that general fraction line, so I'll spacebar twice. General fraction line dots four six dots three four. I'll press enter. It's now inserted in my document. I'll do number sign two. Open fraction one over two. Open fraction one over two. And now I need to close that fraction, so I'll do backspace three five again. F for fraction. Fractions. List of fractions. And I need to find that closed fraction. General fraction open in. General fraction close indicator dots two. There it is. General fraction close indicator. And I see that it's uh, basically the width symbol. That's uh, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. If I press space. Open fraction one over two close fraction. You see on the screen. Open fraction one over two close fraction. So on the screen it's actually using the abbreviation open frac one over two close frac. Okay. Now, let's say I need to do the plus symbol. Well, I don't remember how to do that, but I saw an option there that said operations. So if I do a, the symbol list again, backspace 3-5, and I'll do O for operations. Other symbol type, operation. Then I'll press enter on operations. List of op plus dot five, dots two, three, five. And I see now that the plus is dot five followed by dots two, three, five. So if I press enter, let's say now I want to do three Y, so I'll do number sign. Open. Fraction, one over two, close fraction, plus 3y. And then I know off the top of my head that minus is dot five dots three six. Minus. And we'll do number. Open fraction, one over two, close fraction, plus 3y minus sign. Four. Four. And I know uh, off the top of my head that equals is dots uh, five dots two three five six. Equals, equals 34. Sign. So, if I read this line, open fraction one over two close fraction plus three y minus side four equals thirty-four. What you what I just did was I wrote an entire equation without knowing about three fourths of the symbols that I wrote in that equation off the top of my head. So the symbol selector is a fantastic tool to not only assist you in writing equations but to help teach you the actual math symbols because just seeing it for example just seeing that general fraction line in the uh, symbol selector list taught me that dots four six dot three four was that general fraction line I didn't have to go back and look at it again it's mixing that multimodal feedback of the braille dots that you feel on the screen with the speech output that tells you dots four six dots three four is the general fraction line that'll really help the student memorize, or, the, or not just the student, but the person trying to learn UEB or UEB math in general, try to memorize the, uh, the, the symbol for later on. So I hope you find this new feature of UEB math 
inside of the word processor using UEB and the UEB symbol selector. I hope you find that useful in your daily tasks. Once again, my name is Greg Stilson and stay tuned for future Keysoft 9.5 tutorial videos. We'll talk to you soon. Welcome to another Apple Watch feature demo. And in this demonstration, I want to take you through the Apple Watch app itself on the iPhone once you've paired your Apple Watch to it. Because when I did the initial Apple Watch demo a month or so ago, as we all know, there wasn't much in it except good morning and pair your Apple Watch here and the tabs down the bottom. Well, once you've actually paired the Apple Watch and it's connected and all happening, there's quite a fair bit, as you would expect, in the Apple Watch app now on your iPhone. So let me first run it on my iPhone 6 Plus here. I'm going to flick back to the left with voiceover. Page 1-3. Find my friends. Kindle. Twitter. Apple Watch. Okay, double and tap there open. it is. One finger double tap to open. Apple Watch. My watch. Okay, we've got my watch at the top. If I flick to the right. App layout. Button. That's the app layout screen for sorting your apps on your Apple Watch. Flick to the right. Airplane mode. Button. Airplane mode is to turn off the radios in the Apple Watch, particularly when you're flying. Apple Watch. Button. The Apple Watch button is the name of your Apple Watch and the unpair button if you want to unpair your Apple Watch. Flick to the right again. Notifications. Button. That's notifications. Glances. Button. Glances. Do not disturb. Button. Do not disturb. General. Button. General button, which contains accessibility. Brightness and text size. Button. Brightness and text size. Sounds and haptics. Button. Sounds and haptics. Passcode. Button. Passcode. Health. Button. Health. Privacy. Button. Privacy. Activity. Button. And now what we get down to is, first of all, a list of the built-in apps for the Apple Watch. And then, secondly, a list of third-party apps that are transferred from your iPhone over to the Apple Watch screen. So let's go through the built-in ones. We've got activity. Calendar. Button. Calendar. Clock. Button. Clock. Contacts. Button. Contacts. Friends. Button. Friends. Mail. Button. Mail. Maps. Button. Maps. Messages. Button. Messages. Music. Button. Music. Passbook. Button. Passbook. Phone. Button. Phone. Photos. Button. Photos. Reminders. Button. Reminders. Stocks. Button. Stocks. Weather. Button. Weather. Workout. Button. Workout. One password. Button. Here's the start of the list of third-party applications that have either their icons on your Apple Watch home screen or you've actually told the Apple Watch app here to not have them on the Apple Watch screen. I'll go through how you do that a bit later. So let me flick to the right again. So we've got one password. Amazon. Button. Amazon. Ozpost. Button. Ozpost here in Australia. Banking. Button. Banking. Battery watch. Button. Battery watch. Cow watch. Button. Cow watch. CNN. Button. CNN. Double post. Button. That's a Twitter and Facebook posting app. Emergency OS. Button. Emergency OS, as in Emergency Australia. Foursquare. Button. Foursquare. Keynote. Button. Keynote. MP3 voice recorder. Button. MP3 voice recorder, which doesn't work very well with voiceover. Mooba. Button. Mooba. Haven't tried that one. NY Times. Button. NY Times. OneDrive. Button. OneDrive. Overcast. Button. Overcast. Pandora. Button. Pandora. Say and go. Button. Say and go. Another recording app that doesn't work well with voiceover. Shazam. Button. Shazam. Skype. Button. Trip View. Button. Trip View. Radio Pro. Radio Pro. Twitter. Twitter. Terrific. And weather. And then down the bottom. Learn more about Apple Watch link. Learn more about Apple Watch link. And then we finally get to the tabs. My watch tab. My watch. Explore, which contains the videos of different things that Apple's posted about the 
Apple Watch. Featured, Featured, that's featured apps within the App Store displaying Apple Watch specific apps. Search, And search for specific apps on the App Store. So let me quickly go back to one of the third party apps. And I'll just show them what you can do with the app as far as having it come up or not on your Apple Watch home screen. So for example, let me flick back to Twitterific. Okay, so if I double tap on Twitterific. Twitterific. My watch. Back button. Flick to the right. Twitterific. Heading. Show app on Apple Watch. Off. So, for example, I want to turn it on. One double tap. On. And then, if I flick to the right. Installing. Footer. It says installing. Showing glances. Off. And then, what you also get is if you want to show that app in glances as well. So you can have it both within the glances, the two finger flick up from the clock face to go into glances, or at the home screen that you can get to of course from the clock face by pressing the digital crown on your Apple Watch. So I flick back to the left. Show app on Apple Watch. On. And I'm going to turn this off since I've already got Twitter going across to my Apple Watch already. Turn it off. Off. And I'm just going to do a two finger scroll to go back to the previous screen. My Watch. Heading. Back to the top at My Watch Heading. Just a note, you can't get rid of the built in apps on your Apple Watch screen. You can only get rid of or hide the third party apps on your Apple Watch screen. So let me flick down again. App layout button. And we'll just explore some of these options in a little bit more detail. App layout button. So app layout, one finger double tap. Layout, my watch, back button. And basically this is how you organize the apps on your home screen of your Apple Watch. Layout, heading, maps. So that's double the start. Tap and hold, then drag to reorder apps. So as it says, double tap and hold and drag around to reorganize apps. So for example, if I touch the middle of my screen, watch face. That's my watch face that's in the middle. I come down. Settings. That's settings. Double tap and hold, then drag to reorder apps. Go to the left. Timer. Double tap and hold, then drag to reorder apps. Calwatch. Calwatch. Double tap and hold, then drag to reorder apps. And basically when you want to move them, like it says double tap and hold and then drag your finger around and it'll say top left of, top right of, bottom right of and so on. And then when you get to where you want to be you can take your finger off the screen and then you, of course, can confirm those positions also on the actual Apple Watch screen because this screen actually mirrors the layout of your Apple Watch. Keep in mind, you're not dealing with a row or a grid pattern on the Apple Watch. It's more like a honeycomb pattern with all the apps or icons around the middle icon, which is your clock icon. So let me do a still two-finger scrub to go back. My watch, heading. Flip to the right. Add Airplane mode button. So airplane mode is pretty straightforward. One finger double tap. Airplane mode. My watch. Click to the Back right. Button. Airplane mode. Heading. Mirror iPhone. Off. So double tap to toggle setting. Mirror iPhone. So if my iPhone is in airplane mode, so will my watch be. And I'm actually going to turn that on because that's actually quite a nice feature. On. If I flick to the right. When this is on and both devices are in Bluetooth range, enabling airplane mode on Apple Watch will also enable it on your iPhone and vice versa. Footer. So when both devices are in Bluetooth range, i.e. 10 meters, if either one is in airplane mode, i.e. turning off all the radios, the other one will do exactly the same thing, which is actually very, very handy, particularly when you're traveling on an aircraft. So two fingers scrub to go back to the previous screen. My watch. Heading. Flick to the right. Layout. Apple layout. Button. Airplane, airplane mode. mode. Button. Apple Watch. Button. Apple Watch, and I said this is the name of your Apple Watch, and you can unpair it. We'll just double tap on it and go and do it. Apple Watch, back button. Flick to the right. Apple Watch, heading, paired, heading. So paired, heading. David's Apple Watch, 42 millimeters case, stainless steel. 
Okay, David's Woodbridge's Apple Watch, 42mm stainless steel case. Unpair Apple Watch, button. Unpair Apple Watch, the two finger scrub are going to go back. My watch, heading. Flick to the right. Layout. Play out. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Button. Apple Watch, Apple button. Watch. Notifications, button. Notifications, one finger double tap. Notifications, my watch, back button. Flick to the right. Notifications, heading. Notification alerts appear on Apple Watch when you're wearing it and it's unlocked. And you won't get alerts on your Apple Watch if you're actively using your iPhone. To view missed notifications, swipe down on your watch face. Okay, so basically you're going to get notifications on your Apple Watch if you're wearing it and using it. And you won't get notifications on your Apple Watch if you're using your iPhone, which sounds pretty sensible to me. And if I flick down to the right again. Notifications indicator on. Notifications is currently Double on. Toggle setting. Flick to the right. When this is on, a red dot will appear at the top of your watch face when you have a red notifications footer. <laughs> a red dot up here. That's okay for blind people. However, you can always check notifications from your clock face by doing a two finger swipe down and that'll bring up the notification center on your Apple Watch, of course using VoiceOver. So I flick to the right again. Notification privacy off. This is notification privacy currently off. I flick to the right, we'll get an explanation. When this is on, notification details will only appear when you tap on alert, footer. Okay, notification details will only appear when you tap on an alert. That's fine with me, I'm gonna leave that off for the moment. Activity button. Okay, and then we get to a list of all the items that will be displaying notifications on your Apple Watch. So if I do one thing, a double tap on activity, for example. Activity, notifications, back button. Back to the right. Activity, heading, stand reminders on. Okay, double I've got stand reminders setting. on. When this is on, you'll receive a reminder to stand if you've been sitting for the first 50 minutes of an hour. Footer. Okay, stand reminders. Progress updates, every four hours, button. Progress reminders every four hours. Set a time interval to receive an update on your activity program. And I won't go any more into that at the moment. Let me just do a few things, try to go back. Notifications. My watch. Back button. And flick down to the right. Notifications. Notification alerts. Notific when this is on. Notific when this is on. Activity. Button. So we've got activity. Calendar. Button. Calendar. Mail. Button. Mail. Keeping in mind that each one of these is going to have different settings in them. Maps. Button. Maps. Messages. Button. Messages. Passbook. Passbook. Button. Phone. Button. Phone. Photos. Photos. Button. Reminders. Button. Reminders. Mirror iPhone alerts from. Heading. Mirror iPhone alerts from. Apple Store. On. Apple Store. Currently on. Battery watch. On. Battery watch currently tap on. To Wanted to turn it off. Finger double off. tap. It's off. I turn it back on again. On. One finger double tap. Chrome off. I've got Chrome off. Class dojo on. Class dojo. That's a point system to I use at my local school. CNN on. CNN's on. Dice world off. Dice world's currently off. Downcast on. Downcast is on. Dropbox on. Dropbox is on. Emergency oars on. Emergency Australia is on. And let's just keep flicking through. I won't repeat each one of them. Find friends. Fitbit, Gmail, Hangouts, Holiday Cal, Inbox Pro, Link 2013, Meerkat, Nitamo, Netflix, Musify, NPPS, Overcast, Podbean, Say Go, Sky, Telstra 24, Tribute, Twitter, Twitterific, Weather, YouTube, Okay, and then we're down the bottom. Let's go back to the previous screen. That was notifications. And touch towards the top of the screen. My watch, heading. Flick past notifications, two glances. Layout, button. Layout, airplane mode. Airplane mode. Button. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Button. Notifications. Notifications. Button. Glances. Button. And here we have glances. One finger double tap. Glances. My watch. Back button. Flick to the right. Glances. Heading. Okay, now basically these are all the glances that are currently being shown on your Apple Watch. And a nice way to think about glances as opposed to notifications. Glances are very similar to your today view on your Apple Watch in your notifications screen. Okay, so if I flick through the right, settings. the first so one I've got is settings. So this is my first glance on my Apple Watch. And remember with the glances, you can do a two finger swipe left to right to move between them on the Apple Watch with VoiceOver. Reorder settings. Button. So Dragable. I can reorder settings. 
Double tap and hold. Wait for the sound, then drag to rearrange. So I can one finger double tap and hold, and then drag my finger up and down the screen to rearrange the glances the way I want them. So if I flick to the right, delete battery button, and then I've got delete, tap, delete battery. Button. Battery. That's the heading for battery. battery and I can reorder battery. So for example, if I wanted to put battery above settings, my finger double tap and hold. And then drag my finger up. Okay, it's now moved above settings. So battery's now at the top of my glances. And let me put it back to the other way again. Double tap and hold. Then drag to And drag my finger up. Now I've moved it above battery again. And of course, if I move my finger down, it would take it below the next item in my glances to arrange it that way. So flicking to the right. Settings. Reorder settings. Okay, delete battery. It's the name. Reorder battery. Delete now playing. That's the heading now playing. Reorder now playing. And then I'll just keep, I'll just keep repeating what it says now. Try to explaining it. Delete activity. Activity. Reorder activity. Delete calendar. Calendar. Reorder calendar. Delete weather. Weather. Reorder weather. Delete world clock. World clock. Reorder world clock. Delete heartbeat. Heartbeat. Reorder heartbeat. And then once you've deleted the ones at the top, and this does sound very similar to notifications. Here's a list of ones that I've removed from my active glances. Insert maps button. Okay, insert maps. I've currently got that turned off. Maps. Reorder maps button. So Dragable. I can reorder maps. Insert stocks. Insert stocks. 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 Reorder stocks. Reorder stocks. Insert trip view button. Insert trip view. Trip view. Trip view. And reorder button. trip view. Now I'm actually going to put trip view back in there because I completely forgot that it's not in glances. Click back to the left. Trip view. Insert trip view. And I'm going to put trip view back into my active glances. Insert Pandora. Button. So if I just rotate around to heading. Headings. Do not include. Heading. And then so I'm on the do not include. And if I flip back to the left. Reorder trip view. Button. There's Dragable. trip view. Now at the bottom of my current active glances. So if I flip back to the right. Do not include. Insert maps. Insert maps. maps. Reorder maps. Insert stocks. 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 Reorder. Insert OneDrive. Insert OneDrive. Insert Pandora. Insert Button. Pandora. Pandora. Reorder. Insert Emergency Horse. Insert Button. Emergency Australia. Emergency. Reorder. Insert Tune and Radio. Insert Button. Tune and Radio. Reorder. Insert Twitterific. Twitterific. Reorder. Insert horse post. In Reorder Twitterific. Twitterific. Insert Twitterific. And that's interesting. I don't currently have that in my glances either. So I'm going to put that back in. Insert Twitter. Button. One finger double tap. Insert CNN. Okay, Button. so I've got insert CNN. CNN. Reorder CNN. Insert NY Times. NY Times. Insert it. No. NY Times. Reorder Insert Four Square. Insert Four Square. square. No. Nope. Insert Cloud Watch. Insert Cloud Watch. Reorder Insert Weather. Insert Weather. Oh, why not? One finger double tap on that as well. Insert Battery Watch. Yeah, insert Battery Watch. This is to actually watch the battery level on my iPhone, so I might see that one as well. Insert the right again. Uh, I don't want to insert say and go. Say and go. Reorder say insert Shazam button. I don't want to insert Shazam. Reorder Shazam. Now keep in mind these are all the apps that I've made active on the Apple Watch screen. And being active, that's why they've got the glances function there as well. I.e. if the app's not on your Apple Watch, it won't be available in glances. Okay, so two fingers scrub to go back. Touch the top of the screen. My watch heading. So my watch, so app layout, app layout airplane, airplane mode, mode Apple Watch, Apple watch notifications, notifications glances, glances, do not disturb, button. and do not disturb, that's going to be pretty straightforward, double tap on that, do not disturb, click to the right, do not disturb, heading, mirror iPhone, on, 
Okay, currently mirror Apple, iPhone. If I flip to the right, we'll get an explanation. Turning on Do Not Disturb on your Apple Watch will also turn on Do Not Disturb on your iPhone, and vice versa. Schedule Do Not Disturb, bullet 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Allow calls from, bullet favorites. Repeated calls, bullet on, footer. So, two finger double to go back. My watch, heading. And of course, if you didn't want that Do Not Disturb on, you could do one finger double tap to turn it off. So let's flick back down again to the next one after Do Not Disturb. Add layout, button, airplane mode, Apple Watch, notifications, glances, Do Not Disturb, general, button. Okay, so here we have general. General, my watch, back button. Okay, it's a subheading folder, flick to the right. General, head, about, button. So about. Software update, button. Software update. Automatic downloads, button. Automatic downloads. Watch orientation, left wrist, button. Watch orientation, currently set to left wrist. Accessibility, button. Accessibility. Language and region, button. Language and region. Apple ID, button. Apple ID, which is the current Apple ID for the Apple Watch. Enable handoff, on. Enable handoff. When this is on, your iPhone will pick up any left off with apps on your Apple Watch. Apps that support this feature appear on the lower left corner of your iPhone lock screen. Footer. Okay, so handoff, passing it back to iPhone. Wrist detection. On. Wrist detection's on Double with destination. When this is on, Apple Watch will automatically show you the time and the latest alerts when you raise your wrist. If you're using a passcode, wrist detection locks your watch and you're not wearing it, so your information stays secure. Okay, so that's wrist detection and security. Activate on wrist raise button. Activate on wrist raise. Usage button. Usage. Reset button. And reset back to factory defaults. So I'm not going to go through all of these. So back to the top. My watch. Back button. Click to the right. General. Hit about button. So just double tap on about. About it's general back button. Soft automatic soft about button about general back button about head name David's Apple Watch. So button. name is David's Apple Watch. Songs eight. Songs I've currently got eight on there. Photos zero. Zero photos. Applications eleven. Eleven applications. Capacity six point two gigabytes. Capacity is six point two gigabytes. Available five point eight gigabytes. Available five point eight gigabytes. Version. 1.0, 12S507. Version 1.0. Model, MJ470. Model number, serial number, serial number, Wi-Fi address, Wi-Fi address, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Zero. seed, button, seed, legal, button, legal button. You can also find legal information and licenses for you Apple Watch. You can also find legal information at the website. View the Apple Watch user guide, button. View the Apple Watch user guide. Selected, my watch, tab. View the Apple Watch user guide, okay. button. Okay, view the Apple Watch user guide. So if I double tap on that. Get started. So we've got get started. Basics. Basics. Section. Watch faces. Watch Section. faces. Notifications. Section. Notifications. Glances. Section. Glances. Section. Tap timekeeping. Timekeeping. Set okay, and to come out of the user manual, top right hand side. Done. Button. We've got a done button. One finger double tap. About. General. Back button. Okay, we're back to about screen. So two fingers try to go back to the previous screen. General. My watch. Back button. Click to the right. General. Heading. Okay, we're still in general. About. About. Button. Software update. Button. Software update will just check for software updates and let you know if there's any available. Automatic downloads. Button. Automatic downloads. Let me double tap on that one. Automatic download. General. Back button. Click to the right. Automatic download. Heading. Automatically download apps. On. Automatic Double download tap apps. To on or off. When this is on and you have apps on your iPhone that also work with Apple Watch, those apps will automatically download and appear on your home screen. Footer. Okay, so if this is on, the apps will automatically appear when they've downloaded to the iPhone on the Apple Watch. The two fingers scrub to go back. Flick to the right. About software automatic watch orientation. Left wrist button. Okay, let's change your watch orientation. One finger double tap on that. Watch orientation. General. Flick to the right. Back watch orientation. Wear Apple Watch on. Heading. Wear Apple Watch on. Selected. Left wrist. Left wrist. Right wrist. Or your right wrist. And you can also. Digital crown on left side. Tell the Apple Watch that the digital crown is on the left side of the watch. Selected. Digital crown on right side. Or the right side. And if I flick to the right, we'll get an explanation. Specifying your wrist and digital crown preference helps Apple Watch know when to wait the display and how to orient it. Footer. 
Okay, so let's see if I want to know when to wait to display and how to orient the display. And two fingers scroll to go back to the previous screen, flick to the right. About software, automatic watch orientation, accessibility, button. And accessibility, one finger double tap on accessibility. Accessibility, general. Flick to the button, right. Button, accessibility, heading, vision, heading. So vision heading. Voiceover, on. Voiceover, one finger double tap on voiceover. Voiceover, accessibility. Flick to the right. Voiceover, heading, voiceover, on. Voiceover speaks items on the screen. Okay, voiceover speaks up on the screen. Tap once to select an item. Tap once to select an item. Double tap to activate select an item. Double tap to select an item. Swipe two fingers to scroll. Swipe two fingers to scroll. Speaking rate, heading. Speaking rate. Speaking rate, 30%. Adjustable. Okay, and I could do one finger flick up Swipe and down, down to adjust the value. Voice over volume, heading. Voice over volume. Voice over volume, 100%. Adjustable. 100%. Again, a slider. One, one finger flick up and down to adjust the value. value. Speak hints, on. Speak hints. Double tap to turn on. So you can do one finger double tap to turn off. Screen curtain off. Screen curtain off. Double tap to turn on. Speak on wrist raise off. Speak on wrist raise. Double tap to toggle setting. And I've currently got mine turned off because every time I raise my wrist, my watch kept talking. So I've turned it off. Then that's it for the voiceover screen. So two fingers scroll to go back. Accessibility vision heading voiceover off zoom off zoom grayscale off grayscale bold text off bold text reduce motion on reduce motion I've currently got mine turned on reduce transparency off reduce transparency currently off on mine on slash off labels off on slash off labels currently off hearing heading hearing heading mono audio off adjust the audio volume balance between left and right channels adjust the audio volume balance accessibility shortcut and accessibility shortcut selected accessibility and if I currently go into that one Accessibility shortcut. I can access Accessibility. shortcut by pressing the digital crown three times for Triple click the digital crown four. Selected. Voiceover. Voiceover or zoom. zoom currently. Okay, so two fingers scrub to go back. Accessibility. Two fingers scrub go back again. Click to the right. Software update. Automatic downloads. Watch orientation. Accessibility. Language and region. Button. Language and region. I'm not going to worry about that at the moment. Apple ID. Button. Apple ID is just your Apple ID. Enable handoff. On. Enable handoff. That's a toggle. toggle. Tap to toggle One finger toggle tap to turn on or off. When this is on, your iPhone will pick up where you left off with apps on your Apple Watch. Wrist detection. On. Okay, wrist detection. Double tap to toggle setting. Again, on or off. When this is on, Apple Watch will automatically show you the time and the latest alerts when you raise a wrist. Activate on wrist raise. Button. Okay, activate on wrist raise. This is actually what you want to activate when you raise your wrist. So if I want to figure double tap on that. On wrist raise, general. And back button. To the right. On wrist raise, heading. On wrist raise, heading. Selected. Show watch face. Okay, I've kind of got selected show watch face. Resume previous activity. Or resume previous activity, which could be quite handy for some people. So two fingers scrub to go back. General. My watch. Back button. Okay, flick down past activate on wrist raise. General. About. Software update. Automatic downloads. Watch orientation. Accessibility. Language and region. Apple ID. Enable handoff. When this is on. Wrist detection. When this is on. Activate on wrist raise. Usage. Button. Usage, which is quite handy. This actually tells you what's happening with your watch. Reset button. The reset button. And if you double tap on reset, of course, you reset the watch back to factory defaults. So that's it for the general screen. So two fingers scrub to go back to the main my screen. Watch. Heading. And flick to the right, go over to the top. Test my watch. Heading. And let's flick down past general. Add layout. Button. Airplane mode. Button. Apple watch. Button. Notifications. Glances. Do not disturb. General. Brightness and text size. Button. Okay, brightness and text size. I've actually got my brightness currently set to zero. And you can also adjust the text as well across the whole system. Sounds and haptics. Button. Sounds and haptics. One finger double tap on that. Sounds and haptics. My watch. And Back flick button. to the right. Sounds and haptics. Heading. Alert volume. Heading. Alert volume. 100%. Adjustable. Okay. That's again, it's a Swipe slider. One finger flick up or down to adjust the value. Mute. On. Mute double is currently on. Setting. Now that's because when I was doing a demo of the Apple Watch answering a call, 
I put my hand over the Apple Watch itself and that muted ringer. So if I wanted to actually unmute my Apple Watch without having to use the Apple Watch itself to unmute it, one finger double tap here, and I've just unmuted my Apple Watch. So next time it actually rings, the sound will be back. Mute will not silence alarms and timers when Apple Watch is charging. Okay, that's information about mute. Haptic strength, heading. Haptic strength, heading. 100% adjustable. I only set it 100%. I've actually found at the moment that I'm doing this recording that that slide is very difficult to adjust for some reason. So I'm not too sure why it's not working. Most of the time I've had to adjust the haptic feedback on the Apple Watch itself in settings. So I flick to the right again. Cover to mute, on. Cover to mute Double is to on. I flick to the right, it'll give us an explanation. When this is on and you receive an alert, you can mute Apple Watch by resting your palm on the display to cover it for at least three seconds. You'll feel a tap to confirm that mute is enabled. Footer. Okay, so you can actually mute the sounds on the Apple Watch by putting your hand over it for three seconds. Prominent haptic on. <clears throat> so prominent haptic, I've currently got turned on. When this is on, Apple Watch will play a prominent haptic to pre-announce some common alerts. Okay, so it'll play a much stronger alert or vibration for certain alerts. So two fingers scrub to go back. My watch, heading. Okay, flip to the right to go past haptics. App layout, airplane mode, Apple Watch, notifications, glances, do not disturb general, brightness and sounds and haptic, passcode, button. So passcode, one finger double and passcode. Passcode. And My watch. The right. Back. Passcode. Heading. Turn passcode off. Button. Okay. Turn passcode off. Toggle. Change passcode. Change Button. passcode. Simple passcode. On. Simple passcodes on. When Four digits. On. Apple Watch unlocks with a simple four-digit passcode. Unlock with iPhone. On. Unlock with iPhone. Double tap to toggle setting. On. When this is on, unlocking your iPhone will automatically unlock Apple Watch as long as you're wearing it. Okay, so I can unlock my Apple Watch when I'm wearing it. When I unlock my iPhone, it'll also work. Erase data. Off. Erase data, kind of turned off. When this is on, Apple Watch will erase all data after 10 failed passcode attempts. It'll erase data after 10 passcode fail attempts. So two fingers scrub to get back. Add layout, my watch, heading, add layout, airplay, Apple Watch, notific, glances, do not, general, brightness, sounds and passcode, health, button. Okay, health. Privacy, button. Okay, privacy. Activity, button. And here we have the list of built-in apps, activity, etc. And then of course, then going on to the list of third-party apps that have ever been installed or not on the Apple Watch. And then finally, <laughs> down the bottom, selected my watch tab, one of four. We have four tabs. We have my watch, which is the current screen I've been in for most of this presentation. Selected my watch tab, one of four. Okay, so I've got my watch tab, one of four. Explore tab, two of four. Explore, and that's the videos that Apple's always had in there. Featured tab, Featured, three that's the specific part for the app store on featured apps for the Apple Watch search tab or search for apps. So if I just quickly go into features and then we'll stop this demo. Feature tab three or four. One finger double tap. And touch the top of the screen. Featured heading. to the right. Apple Watch plus health and fitness. Button. Okay, we've got headings Apple Watch Health and Fitness. Apple Watch plus communication. Button. Apple Watch communication. Apple Watch plus travel. Button. Travel. Apple Watch plus work. Button. Work. Apple Watch plus family. Family. Button. Apple Watch plus creativity. Creativity. Button. Get started. Heading. Get started. Heading. See all. Heading. See all. Instagram. Photo and video. Button. Instagram. Photo and video. Twitter. Social networking. Button. Twitter. And of course, you can double tap on any one of these. And if you haven't got them previously installed, you can install them as you would normally do using the App Store app on your iPhone. And of course, the last one. Search tab. Search tab. One finger double tap on that. Search tab. Top of the screen. Search field. Okay, and you can one finger double tap on that and search for apps compatible with the Apple Watch. So let me just tab back on my my watch bottom left hand side of the screen. And that completes this fairly lengthy demo run through of most of the options that you'll find in your Apple Watch app on your iPhone. 
So as usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. and welcome to the AFB Leadership Conference. I'm here in the exhibit hall with Hems and Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. So what's new at Hems? Well, we're doing a couple of new things that uh, we can talk about. And the first thing I'll talk about are some of the things we're doing in blindness right now. Okay, great. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is a product called the Smart Beetle. The Hems Smart Beetle. It is a 14-cell Braille display. Braille display, right. And uh, it's got the ability to connect with five Bluetooth devices and one USB device simultaneously. That's marvelous. So it should be shipping in six six to eight weeks, give okay. or take. And uh, I have a prototype here that, that we've been showing to people, and the responses have been very good. That's uh, great. How much is it? It's going to be thirteen forty nine with the case. Oh, with the case. That's one excellent. One of those cases that you can, you can, you'll be able to strap it around your neck and use it inside the case. And if okay. anyone out there is familiar with the case that our YouTube Mini comes in, uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be the exact same case but it's going to be similar in functionality. Excellent. And then the other new thing that we have is we've added a product. We're in the process of adding a product to the Blaze um, portable digital daisy players. We introduced the EZ back in September, and we're going to add a product called the ET. And that will also be out in probably eight weeks. And it it has the same footprint as the Blaze EZ, if anyone is familiar with that. Kind of like about the size of an iPhone 4S. And what, what this is, it's a complete portable digital daisy player, and we've added a camera and OCR to it. Okay. So the ET is going to have a full-blown keypad, uh, and that's going to give you the ability to do things like uh, enter your network passcodes or passwords easier, or search for a podcast easier, or even when you're in the NLS side or the Bookshare side or the Learning Allies side, you're going to be able to find books or periodicals much easier with a keypad. We had a lot of requests for it, and uh, that, that product is also going to have a Skype-like feature and the ability to add a dictionary. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. So the retail price for, for that is $7.95 for the ET and $6.95 for the EZ. Okay, very um, good. On the, we've also redone, if, if you haven't checked out our Hems 5-inch candy portable handheld magnifier, that's also been... Uh, I won't say it's redone, but a little bit of a redesign recently, back in February. So, so it uh, the buttons are easier to find, the image is even better, and people have really been liking that. So, if if you haven't checked that out and you're interested in five inch or a, a portable magnifier, it's one to look at. Excellent. Great. Okay. Great. Well, how can people find out more information, perhaps your website and contact information to be able to maybe order some products? Absolutely. If, if, you, if you're in an area and you want to know if you have a local dealer that you can work with, please call us. We're always happy to uh, provide that information. Our website is www.hims-inc.com. Okay. And the phone number? Uh, the phone number would be area code 512-837-2000. All right. Andy, thank you very, very much. Hey, Jeff, it's been my pleasure, and thanks again for having me.
behalf of the entire Maine Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Maine Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.